Hello, hello and welcome. It's Markets Trucking Answers, the podcast. And you only have to get me through your ear hole here, which is the best way to get me. And we come out twice a week. I shouldn't even say Tuesday, Friday anymore because those days seem to be long in my past. But we're still going to say twice a week and here we are back today. And speaking of ear holes, this has in a quick aside already, already I'm on an aside in the podcast. I was at the doctor yesterday. That's why the podcast didn't come out. And they all send you for labs and stuff. And so that took forever. Anyways, when when I'm sitting in the doctor's office, get this. So, you know, the first the nurse comes in to get all your vital signs and everything. And they put that little thing on your finger and all this other stuff. And when she's getting all those and then she's like, okay, now I'm going to take your blood pressure. And I said, oh, do you want me to take off my shirt? Because I had a long sleeve shirt on. Because like I tell people, I wear a long sleeve shirt nearly all the time year round. So that's generally what you'll see me in. She looks me up and down and says, uh, do you have a shirt on underneath that shirt? Which I did. And I thought that was super hilarious. <laughs> All right. Super hilarious. And so I'm like, yes, I don't want to disgust you. I have another shirt on. She goes, oh, no, no, no. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. That was super funny. And that's what you get when you go in there. Apparently, as a driver, they make sure you got on a second shirt. So we're here today doing the podcast after we have an aside like that with Gracie, my co-host, who's crunching some crunchy food I can hear over there. So she's awake, ready to pounce on anything that happens here in the podcast for the day. So we appreciate all of the assistance she gives us. We're here to do some trucking news, some automotive news, and yet another reason why we are not on Mars. Do you know why we don't live on Mars? Because there are a bunch of dumb, stupid, idiot people that live on this planet that are holding us back. Like we're trying to soar and they grab our feet and don't let us go. And we have to throw dry cheese sandwiches at them to get them away from us. So that is very, very disappointing. New rule from the FMCSA is out. Okay, so this is the stuff that's stuck on your windshield that monitors you where companies don't trust you because they know how to drive the truck better than you do, even though they're in an office. And generally, then people will come and talk to you about the camera from, you know, uh, that don't drive. So, (laughs) all right. So now here's where they can mount things on your windshield. New rule from FMCSA. It can be, get this, 8.5 inches below the upper edge of the swept area of the windshield wipers. All right. Okay. 8.5 inches below the upper air edge of the swept area of the wipers. Also, things that they mount in this area can it must be, okay, they must be outside of your sight lines to road and highway signs and signals. All right, so they can't put things in your face, basically, in your face, sucker, that block the road that you, so you can't see what you're doing. So they can't basically cover the center of your windshield with stupid stuff. I will say one good thing they added to this, which GPS. All right, that was never included in these. That is considered a driver safety device now. So you could put a GPS, and as long as it follows these regulations... It is now allowed where before it was not allowed. So that's pretty nice. And it also includes, of course, driver-facing cameras and, uh, you know, forward monitoring systems, stop sign and also sign recognition, forward collision mitigation, all these other goofy things, right? And who wanted this? Daimler, right? Freightliner. So because they mount that thing, you know, you see it in the middle of the windshield. I have one on my truck, right? It covers half the freaking windshield. You can't see anything. So that thing is in there and they wanted these 
exemption so they can put all this more of this stuff in here as we get closer and closer to trucks driving themselves along uh, down the road. So they increase the area eight and a half inches below the top swept area of the wipers is most of the windshield. I have to tell you, it is most of the windshield. So they're letting things go lower and lower, but it still can't block your view of the road and road signs. That's still in the regulation. So if your company has mounted something and they go, well, it qualifies for these regulations, it does not qualify if it blocks your line of sight to sign signals, that kind of thing. If they're not allowed to block your view. They still want you to drive safely, according to the FMCSA. So make them move it if it's in the wrong place. You'll just have a bigger argument to go through with them. Here's another one of these sad stories that I never have to like to report, but they're all the time. In Florida, a Nissan Altima, okay, a Nissan Altima with nine people, including two adults and six children, gets a flat tire. By the way, this vehicle has six seatbelts, so already illegal. Why would adults be transporting that many kids around? Okay, child trafficking? I don't know. Suggestion? Maybe. Who knows why? Are they all their kids? Didn't say. Didn't say. Unusual. All right, either way, illegal, gets a flat. Because why? Car's overloaded, that's what I say. You can't just pack a 1,000 people in a car and not expect to get a flat tire. <clears throat> either way, they get a flat, so what do they do? Oh, they pull over and call AAA. Everybody's sitting in the car, but what happens at night? Other people get tired. A truck slams into their car, right? Kills one of the kids, sends a bunch more to the hospital. Please, and it's a black car, okay? Please, if you... Your car cannot move. Get out of the car and get away, away from the road because the likelihood of you getting slammed into seems to be pretty high. I see these accidents all the time. Here, people die. Now, what should happen, of course, is the parents, whoever was driving the car anyway, should get sighted because not everybody's in a seatbelt in that car. Okay, it didn't say how old the kids were. Possibly some of them might have needed a car seat or whatever. Don't transport a bunch of people around. And then expect, they waited for AAA. Why can't the dude change his own tire? All right, learn how to change your own tire. That's another thing. Get the heck out of there. Probably people packed in the trunk too. Who knows? Uh, that car does have a spare. I looked at the year of it looking at it. It's got a spare. So you should be changing your own tire on the side of the road. If you don't know how to change it, learn. But uh, that's a sad story. That's a sad story. And of course, the semi slamming him, just not paying attention. Drift over a little bit and kablamo. And everybody's done. So please get off the road if your car can drive you know drive it on the rim off the road before you stop there that would have been a better situation here buying a rim rather than buying a casket okay keep that in mind now get this you remember the hours of service change that went into effect like almost two years ago now yeah they're still in court over it so right now a couple more briefs have been filed oral arguments start april 25th on these hours of service on whether the 30-minute break should be continued on whether the changes were arbitrary look I'll tell you this, it's possible, although not likely, but certainly possible, the court could overturn those changes, sending us back to the way it was or putting a hold on the changes. Who knows what they could do? The court could say whatever and stuff like that. So as of right now, this 30-minute break and all that are not set in stone at the moment. It is possible that the court, after these arguments, could come out and say, okay, you know what? we've heard enough and we don't think these changes work right and so you have to eliminate them so it's possible they could either send us back to the way it was before these changes or they could say to the fmcsa look you have to make new rules up that will be better you know satisfying to this court 
So it could happen that later this year, we get new hours of service, either new old hours of service or new new hours of service. It's a possibility. Okay, it's a possibility. We're going to follow this case, but more arguments are coming in. Teamsters and uh, all these other groups crash and Pash and Smash and all these other groups, Smashing Pumpkins, they all want the uh, hours of service changed. They don't think that the 30-minute break with you working is a break, which working is not a break. It's working. Okay, so I sort of agree with that. But uh, that's what is happening, and th these could change, you know, minute by minute. So we'll see what goes on. The FMCS FMCSA is ending the requirement that you submit every year to your employer a list of any motor vehicle infractions that you've had in that last year. Now, that goes into effect, uh, let's see, May 9th, all right? Every year, uh, I think since I've been driving, right? So for a while, you've had to fill out a form, which they have here, with all the tickets, accents, whatever you've been in in the last year, and submit it. All right, and they have to keep a copy of that. They're going to end that because the company is also required to pull your MVR every year to see if you've had any tickets or whatever. Now, here's the other thing about this. If you're a company driver, your company can still make you fill this form out. So you can go argue with them and say, look, we're not required to do this. You're not required legally to do it after May 9th. But you are still required to do it by your company that is a possibility they can say well you know what here we still want you to do it and what companies do with this sometimes is they'll match that to your mvr and fire you now you most places that i see have a requirement that as soon as you get a ticket or have an accident or whatever you have to tell them yet they have to be notified so always follow your company rules on that but the fmcsa is going to stop the record keeping requirement for companies on May 9th that they have you fill this stupid form out. And they said this is going to save drivers hundreds of hours a year. Uh, I don't know about that. Okay, generally here, it's one piece of paper. And it says, list, you know, what's happened the last year, tickets, accidents, and sign it and turn it in. So you just write none, which is what everybody should be writing, all right, and sign it, turn it in. That's it. So it saved you a minute or so a year, I guess. Two minutes? I don't know. Not that much time. Not the time that they're suggesting. There's probably more record-keeping and paperwork requirement on the back end, although there really shouldn't be. That should also be done electronically, or they should scan that form in and be done with it. The paper goes in the shredder. They're done. Simple as that. It's going to save some time, and it really wasn't any point when they make you when they you know check your record. But what they're trying to do, of course, years ago, was that you could get a ticket or something somewhere else and it not show up on your record, and so they still wanted you to fill the thing out. Now that's much harder to do, so I think that's why they finally ended it. Now this was kind of interesting, and I kind of want to ask people about this, maybe people that have their authority or whatever. The FMCSA issued an out of, an imminent hazard out-of-service order to this company in Texas, all right, because one of their drivers uh, drove around a roadblock and crashed into multiple vehicles and killing a sheriff's deputy. He was removing a ladder from the roadway, and they had other cars blocking, and this guy just went around it. Well, the thing is, this trucking company, this driver didn't have a license. He was prohibited from obtaining a license due to previous drug tests, positives, and was arrested for being under influence at the time of the crash. Also, this company was non-compliant with all federal safety regulations, including substance abuse testing, driver qualifications, hours of service. He didn't have an ELD in the truck. Not only that, the company didn't have a DOT number or registration or authority. So 
basically they just bought a truck and slapped a trucking company name on the side of the truck and drove. <clears throat> now, here's the thing I wanted to ask people. What I hear all the time, oh, you know, freight, you can't haul freight unless you have a satisfactory rating and all this stuff. How does a company like this get freight to haul? Which it's not even a company. They don't have authority. They don't have a DOT number. They got fined $15,876 for operating without a DOT number registration. So, I mean, and they're also being fined for providing transportation and commerce without auth operating authority. So, how do you get freight? All right. How does one go about getting freight when you don't have authority? You don't have a number. You don't have any insurance. The truck's not registered. The driver doesn't have a license. All right. How do you get freight? That's my question from you. Are there just fly-by-night places that pay a dollar a mile or something? Is that how it works where they don't care either? Because I got to believe that the first time you go get freight, don't you at least have to prove your authority or insurance or something to somebody? Maybe? I don't know. See, I don't deal in that part. But it seems like without any of that, it seems like how does a person go about getting freight? So I just don't get it. Hey, did you see this too? Jeep is going to come out with an electric SUV. It looks like a tiny renegade, really, which are embarrassingly small. And I just want people to know that when you're off-roading, be sure to bring a plug that plugs in that nearest tree so you can charge your Jeep. Oh, right. There's no way to do that. But with a gas-powered car, you could. You could theoretically bring extra gas cans with you, couldn't you? Oh, sorry. Now, I saw a video about a guy charging a Tesla with a generator to see how that worked. And he brought out a generator like you could just haul around with you. Pull started it and plugged the car in. Now, he did get about, he could get it up to as high as around two miles per hour of generator usage. But that's not that useful. Although he did say, look, if you had this generator at your campsite, if for some reason you needed to charge, you know, you could get another 20, 30 miles overnight. Maybe put it in your car to get out of there, I guess. I still don't think like off-roading electric is practical. Especially if you're going to go way off-road. Electric can't replace everything. I, I could see a day where we have some electric and some gas. Most most families, including yours probably, could use one electric car and one gas-powered car and probably be okay. And that's probably what we should strive for, I think. I don't think that going all electric is going to be the way to go yet. In the height of irony section, we have Senator Gavin Newsom right of california and he what he wants to do right now is send money to taxpayers in california you know just send money to people give them a check why gas prices turns out california has high gas prices why because they're all idiots and have stupid stupid regulations that don't do anything out there and so the gas price is way higher but he said he wants to finally free the state from the hands of petro dictators I love that. For a guy who's got a lot of grease in his hair, that's pretty impressive. And for a guy who's a dictator, <laughs> right himself, that's pretty impressive too, right? Mask mandates, right. Okay, so to say petro dictators, I need to remind Gavin Newsom and maybe a lot of people listening to this podcast, you do not have a right to gasoline. You do not have a right to gasoline at a certain price. Okay, you don't. I looked through my pocket constitution. It's not in there. Whatever the price is, is the price and if you can't pay it you don't get it okay and I, that sounds harsh market poor people poor people can take the bus all right which is still a bargain in lafayette at 75 cents a ride 
All right, and I have a bus token in my pocket, so I don't want to hear about it. I would take the bus to work every day if it went to work every day. It doesn't go by my work, and they don't run all night. So if it did that, I would use the bus. I'd be on the bus. Either way, you don't have a right to gas at a certain price. So for them to give you your money back, which is funny, uh, they're, oh, we're going to give people money. It's already their money. Okay, the government doesn't have money. It just steals money from you. All right, and then sometimes gives it back to you and you think, oh, look how nice the government is to give me some money. It's your money. Unless you don't pay taxes, which is most people. And in which case, it's other people's money. It then becomes gas welfare for you. And yes, if you get a, if you get more back than you put in, you're on welfare. All right, so there are a lot of people that got like an earned income tax credit. I know a number of people that are, you know, rather low income, I consider. But because they shoot kids out like a pest dispenser, they get an earned income tax credit for these kids and they get more back than they've put in at the end of the year. And you can see, you can go to your W-4 that they send you at the end of the year, whatever, W-2, and look and see, all right, here's how much was withheld, uh, $2,118, okay, let's say, but I got back a $3,500 earned income tax credit. You got more back than you put in, you didn't pay anything, and you got some of other people's money back, you're on welfare. So maybe only people that put money in actually get this money from the government how about that then they're giving them at least their own money back either way that's what he wants to do in california just give people money oh gas is so high because we have these dumb regulations let's just give people some money by the way how far is that going to go today gas lafayette 439 per gallon okay so for a regular so depending on where you are so california i've seen prices in the sevens on some signs uh, that people post pictures of but here in beautiful Lafayette Indiana 439 a gallon traffic and weather on the sevens every 10 minutes beautiful just love it let's take a moment here to remind everyone of the mid-america truck show March 24 25 26 and 2022 hope everyone will be there I should be down there on the 25th and 26th I'll be speaking on the 26th at 11 15 a.m. on the Pro Talks stage, the East Wing East Side, uh, to uh, help people maximize the money they get for the hours that they work. So I don't want people working more. What if you made more for the hours you already work? We're going to be talking about that. And a number of people on my award-winning live show on YouTube, 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time, have asked me, Mark, why don't you talk about everybody getting paid and why don't you bring this up or that? Here's the thing. The truck show need speakers on a multitude of subjects and uh, they're just not going to allow you to go in there and speak on a subject where there's a room of probably hundreds of companies that pay a boot there's thousands of dollars they bring a semi and it's many thousands of dollars to be there and they're just not going to be allowing you to come in and and talk on a subject that where these companies are not going to like it so are we better off Getting in the truck show, getting a place at the table there, basically being a speaker there, getting to come in the truck show, being listed on the program and everything where then you get inquiries from people and you can talk to them. Or are we saying, no, we'll only talk about this. And the truck show says, well, we don't want somebody talking about that here. Here's what we need someone to do. That's why I'm coming down to talk about split sleeper and log, different logging things, because that gets us in there. That gets you, and you have to be pragmatic about this stuff. We can't just go in and say, listen, this is what we're going to talk about. If you don't like it too bad, they'll be like, too bad. Then you're not invited. You're not in the program. You're not listed, you know, in this program handed out to the media. You're not given in the program handed out to companies. You're not, you're nowhere. Yeah, you're in the background yelling, 
that you aren't there. You aren't there. The exposure to be at a place like that is well worth coming in and talking. And look, I don't think there's anything wrong with trying to help drivers maximize the money they make in the hours that they work. Nothing at all. I'm more than happy to help people like this at any time. Uh, you know, as much as I can. So if I can help some driver make some more money and in the same amount of time, I'm all for that. That increases people's hourly pay and that's a great thing. Sometimes even though you have this mission here, you need to say, all right, well, you know, this is the mission. Let's get in here. Let's get in the door over here on this side and just get in there and get on program and get people listening, talking. You know, people can ask questions from the audience or whatever. And then let's just get in there. Now we're there. Okay, now we're now we're we're not there coming in, you know, kind of crashing the party. We're an invited guest at the party, you know, and I think there's something to be said for that. And they're not paying me for this. I cannot stress that enough to people. A number of people have written me, Mark, they're probably paying you. They're not paying me. I'm not being paid anything, okay, by anybody. In fact, so I'll be going down there on my own dime at 439 a gallon. Who knows what it'll be by then? And motel, everything, it's on me, okay, which I don't mind doing. I don't mind doing. You're not paid. I don't know. Actually, some speakers might be paid for all I know. I don't have any idea. It was never offered or talked about to me, and that's okay because I feel like I'm going down there to help people to maybe make some more money. If I can just get somebody making some money, and look, if I can inspire somebody else to get out there and help drivers in that, I'm all for it, okay? Is it nerve-wracking? Yeah, it's a little bit nervous going down there. There's 72,000 people the last one. I don't know how many will come to this one. Certainly, they're not going to be all there to see me. The room has 60 seats in it, plus standing room. So that's where we are. That's why we're not just like, oh, this is what I'm going to talk about or forget it. Because then when they say forget it, then you're you're outside looking in. And I don't think that's great. I think it's better off to get in and be inside. Look around from the inside. And if this is the way you have to do it, then that's how it has to be. And I'm all for it. So... I'll be down there. hope to see everybody down there. Believe me, in the next week or two, I'm going to post where I'm going to be on Friday, 2 p.m. I'm probably by the pork chop stand or whatever that is. <laughs> there, there's some kind of food thing. It's indoors because I don't know what the weather will be, so we'll put that. And uh, that's where we'll meet up and uh, hope to see everybody down there, okay? So that's the story of why we're doing this down there instead of maybe some other talk. And yet another reason we do not live on Mars there are a bunch of dumb people here, but you know what? Sometimes the dumb get together with the other dumb, and they're dum-dums. <laughs> you get it? Like the suckers. Okay, they give you those at the bank, or at least they used to. Anyways, back to what I was saying. So a group of people got together, because here's the thing. Sometimes a basement apartment made out of cinder blocks is expensive, and you have to have roommates, even though it's one, just one big room. You still need roommates to help you out with the rent. So these guys are always dudes, right? Get together and say, you know what? Let's pool our money. We've got a few bucks. And let's start a business. So they go down to the local strip mall where they rent a building. And they start a totally legitimate business that no one would think is not a legitimate business because it's totally legitimate. <laughs> and in the back of this business, they set up an illegal gambling room where they have jackpots and, <clears throat> you know, slot machines, all those different poker machines and all that stuff. And I guess if you know the secret word or whatever, they'll let you in the back. But police got suspicious, apparently, because the legitimate part of the business 
in 2020 was a VHS rental business where you could rent a VHS machine and VHS tapes. Now, I don't know about you or when the last time you used a VHS video recording machine, but uh, it's been a while. And as far as I know, there aren't any more of these around. So starting a business with this where it has constant business seems a little unusual to me. And apparently it also did to the police. So apparently the police did a little sting operation and found out hard to believe that there's a gambling room in the back. Boy, can you imagine that? Hard to believe, but yet... There it was. I don't know why they didn't have some type of other modern uh, thing. Oh, it's always just a front anyways. Why would you put something as the front business where it's got a sign or whatever, VHS rental? I mean, really? In 2020? Oh, uh, nobody will notice this. You know they were from Eastern Europe somewhere. and They, they will not notice. Come into uh, my business and rent the VHS. So that's exactly how it went down there. That's an actual... Um, impersonation of the person that was there absolutely 100% you can't even hardly tell the difference and these geniuses were arrested and apparently the VHS rental business closed down so I don't know whatever happened to that I wonder if anybody actually went in there you know as a legit person like oh I can rent VHS machines here wow I'm in for this <laughs> maybe people that have tapes left that don't have a VHS machine which I actually still have I have a VHS machine here um, it's not hooked up at the moment, but I have one. So that was the story with that. And that's why we're not on Mars. The police had to conduct a sting, go through all these problems, take all the taxpayer dollars, waste money renting VHS machines, probably to see if it's legitimate. They'd have to go in the back and film everything. It's just a mess. It's just a mess. And now we got to house these guys. I don't know if they, how many they could put in a cell. I don't know if the prison's run by Sierra England. Maybe they could put three per cell. I don't know how it works in there. Either way. That's why I'm not living on Mars today. I'm just living here where it's cold and dreary out instead of Mars where it's sunny every day. At least that's how I picture it. So I want to thank everybody for listening to this podcast. It comes out twice a week. I'm going to refrain from the days now until I get back on track with those because we got some other changes going on here and stuff. So and a couple more appointments coming up, but we're going to get it out there and I'll see everybody at the truck show and live Mondays, 1230 p.m. Eastern time for now on YouTube. Thanks for listening.